Who are we? That's one secret we'll always tell. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Guys. Gossip Guys here, your one and only podcast delving into the scandalous lives of Manhattan's elite. And welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of Gossip Guys Max. Where's Wallace? <laughs> My dinner with Andre. Ooh, part two. Ooh, part two. Yeah, part two. Where's Wallace part two? We, I guess it was still a question though, right? Well, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, oh, it's still a question. Yeah, yeah. Where's Wallace? <laughs> it can't be. Where's Wallace part two? <laughs> of three question mark? Because we don't know. Um, but I'm... Andy, but actually t- today I am going to be Yandrush. That is my that is my new name. Uh, and Aaron is the other guy on the other side of this fine city, this burning city. And, and, and they will they will just call me Aaron. <laughs> I thought you were going to just say the worst. Um, <laughs> that too. Uh, okay, so Aaron's new name is Aaron, just like a sadder version. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I'm, you know, I, I, as a child, I was an aristocrat, and now at, at 37, all I think about is money. Uh, yeah, that, that's a great line. Uh, beginning of this movie, where, well, okay, we'll get ahead of ourselves. Because, uh, but yeah, we are going to be talking about the 1981 classic. This is actually, I would, this is a classic. This is on the Criterion Channel. It's on HBO Max. Is that? Can you confirm? Yes. So it's, so it's on both of those. Um, I actually had a lot of trouble with my Criterion channel last night, but it actually sort of added to the viewing. It was sort of how frustrating, like I was going down this loophole with, you know, down the wormhole with these guys and then it would just get to a moment and then stream would just end out and I'd have to like start over. I heard like the guy's an 84 year old with a backpack. You know, I had to hear that line like seven times. Uh, what, what, what happened with Criterion? How come we used to go to HBO Max? Uh, HBO Max isn't on Roku yet, so oh. so I would have to, and I can do it, and I have done it, where I have to do the HDMI cord to my laptop. But I, if I can avoid that, I would do that. Like so, I don't know why Roku and HBO are having, you know, they're doing. We can talk. We'll talk to the next board meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's the same. You know, Sony Television not paying for Paula Cole. I don't want to wait. I feel like it's the same bullshit. You know, people are just. It's all, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's money. It's yeah. All money. Yeah. You know, so uh, yes. So we are talking my dear Andre, and that is with our good buddy Wally Sean, who is Cyrus Rose from Gossip Girl. That's the that is the tenuous connection. That's that's where the the we, the web we're weaving right now in the podcast space. Philosophical ideas to the podcast. Yes, you know, and we wanted we wanted some Wally. Who's I love Wally and Andre Gregory, and I feel like he might be in one of your favorite movies, Demolition Man. I <laughs> I didn't yeah I didn't I didn't actually I didn't make that connection that he was in it, but no, Demolition Man's not one of my favorite movies. Uh, I actually I saw it for the first time this year, uh, but uh, it's uh, I think it's. You know, one of those good bad movies. Like it's really bad. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah, um, and no I think one's, no one's looking for uh, anything in Demolition Man. Although there, uh, I mean, there is in terms of the police state and sort of the violence and the sort of weird, backward. It, it's in a horrible way. It's like oh, Stallone comes and every all the cops are pussies and they aren't violent. So Stallone has to be like, 
we got to kill people, guys. Uh, it's like he's he's the Interpol agent from uh, uh, Nighthawks. You know, he, he takes that role now. Uh, it's all a circle, Aaron. Um, well, let me ask, now that you bring it up, I, yeah. I text you. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a great text. It's, it's, a, it's the same universe. Same it's year. Not, same year. Okay, so we're in New York, same city. We On one side of the city, we're having dinner with Andre, and we're talking about fonts and forests and improvisation. And on the other side of the city, we are uh, Billy D. Williams and Stallone getting Wolfgar. <laughs> Yeah, like all this. T- I mean, and that, and that's you know, it's a small island. You know, there's a lot of things can happen. But I, do you think? Uh, what if on the on the, like when he? Well, I guess he was in the taxi cab. But if he was maybe Wolfgar was on that subway at the beginning of the movie. You know, like they're <laughs> just going their separate ways there. Um, yeah, or, no, I think I think that what if? Oh, what if it was the same car, but like the further car down? I mean, this, this could happen. Oh, it, I mean, it, anything can happen in uh, 1970s, 80s New York, uh, you know. Um, I, I feel like I liked it better then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, well, but, yeah, that's a, that's a tease. Molly. Yeah. Uh, before, we're going to do our, uh, our, our new segment. Spotted. Spotted. Oh, wait, there's, no, there's nothing to spot this week. Yeah, I looked around. No new news, guys. Maybe, hopefully, they're just they're they're in a cave writing, and they're putting together the season, and they're they're a whiteboard, and they're naming names, and, and they're they're put place in places. <laughs> Do you think they're using the string, like the different colored string, and the thumbtacks? Yeah. And all the you know, the, uh, what's the what's the, the have they cracked the B storyline for episode three yet? That's what they're doing. That is what they're. Um, yeah, they didn't have time this week to, uh, give us any, you know, drum up some publicity. I think last week was the big, like, oh, we're resume shooting. Um, so, and then, so we have to like, you know, it's, it's part of the publicity machine. It's back. Hello. Yeah. COVID specifications, you know, we're all going to be alive. Hopefully. Titans. Um, I, when is, when do you think the first like set is going to like be, you know, compromise. Cause I mean, it's happening in, I mean, it's happening in football right now, happened in baseball several times. I mean, it's gotta, it's uh, gonna happen. I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna say probably soon with Saturday Night Live started. They're letting a live audience in. Oh, that seems, that doesn't seem like a, uh, okay. They're that's a, ready for that. I mean, yeah, they said they're gonna test everybody like before they walk in. They're going to, uh, you know, well, wait. How do you get the? You have to test them and then like have the results immediately. Like, what do you mean? Like, are you or do you just mean like take their temperature? Probably, no, I, they said they were going to test them. I heard. So I'm assuming those 15 minutes rapid tests. Oh, okay. May, I mean, I guess okay. Um, well, I, I I don't know. That seems like a lot. Like, I, I think you can still do Saturday Night Live without the audience uh, if we need to come back, but. Um, but yeah, so that's your bet. That's the, that's your bet on the one that's going to do it. Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. for me, let's see. I just think, I think Avatar two is like wrapped, but like that thing, does it even exist? Like, like these movies, he's made like four of them. I, I would find that one. To, <laughs> he's, just, he's just been talking about them forever. They're never going to happen. I, I feel like James Cameron does like my dinner with James and it's just himself at a table and, and like, and it has like, 
or like a you know a figure of no, it's, a, it's a Terminator cardboard cutout. It's him in a Terminator. Right, cardboard. right, and he's just talking at the term. Yeah, or, or it's like a you know a toy from Avatar or something, um, or he's like jacked into one of the trees. Uh, but but yeah, I, I think I would. Well, no, I'm not amused by anything that hap- would happen with COVID. But uh, but that would be. I feel like if that exists, that must have a huge production, and if it's coming back, that could be. But I don't know. I feel like he'd be smart. But I don't know. Who knows? It's going to happen, though. Um, but maybe we've maybe the entertainment industry is smarter than the sports industry. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think we're all dumb. <laughs> well, I mean, Bat- the Batman guy got it, Robert Pattinson, and then they went back to work. So I think they'll be they'll figure it out. They're all right. We'll be all right. Well, uh, yeah, hopefully. Uh, it's it's uh, Well, okay, so... So we're in the pop culture corner. That's already. that's what I was saying. Yeah, we've, we're meandering to the pop culture corner. We're bringing it back this week because Aaron had some homework that he put upon himself because he there's a there's a new show out that hits all the right buttons for you. So tell tell us the buttons. Tell us the show. Uh, Filthy Rich, uh, starring Kim Cattrall. That's one of the buttons. It's one of the buttons from Sex and the City. Um, uh, her husband Joe McCraney. Who doesn't love Joe McCraney? Um, and it's a, it's it's a it's a drama. It's soapy. It's a, she plays this um, Christian kind of Oprah. Essentially, she has her own network and she her own show. And there's a reverend who does a great like just Joel Steen impression. Like he's doing perfectly of it. It's great. And um, what happens is if you haven't seen it, straight, I'm gonna spoil it for you guys. <laughs> and we find out, you know, he's been cheated on her and he's got kids from other women. And now we find out that he left in the will a uh, part of the company to them. So now she has to deal with these kids. And it's good. It's got secrets. It's lies. Imagine like Lily, it, like a Southern Lily. That's what she is. I don't know if that's true. I've I've seen. I mean, I've seen a couple episodes of the show. Actually, I, I had to work on a couple of them. Um, you mean Kim Cattrall is Southern Lily? <laughs> really? Yeah, like a Southern. Like a southern yeah. I don't see that at all. The that's southern okay. Lily Vanderwoodson. She. Oh. Oh. You so, find that your wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. Yes, she is a Southern Lily Vanderwoodson. Yes. yes, that is accurate. Okay, God, I was just like, whoa. She's trying to control everything. She's trying to protect her family, the name of protection of her family. And through the whole thing, I'm thinking, okay, she has an easy out. All she has to do is just tell people about these kids and just her husband's dead. She didn't know about it. And, and everybody will give her sympathy. They'll be on her side, you know, instead of keeping it a secret. And, like, I'm waiting for a whole hour while she just do this. And she finally does that. So, and then it just – she, like, kind of brings him into the family. I enjoyed it. You know, it was fun. Yeah, I mean, it's – I not anymore because I will totally spoil it. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually, I probably know, I might know some more things than you because I've seen like like episode nine, I think. Yeah, uh, so uh, just random things, but yeah, there's a lot of a lot of random coupling, sex. Uh, yeah, sex, money, and New Orleans got good food as well. Fried chicken, the first episode. Fried chicken, the first episode. And, oh, Andrew, I got a new TV. The fried chicken <laughs> looked like it was right there. <laughs> you just reaching for the TV, like. Yeah. Uh, that'll be that'll be 5K, right? Like when you can actually just pluck it from the screen. Yeah. What uh, is scratch and sniff? 
That'd be, oh, a scratch and sniff. No, it'd be nice if you could just like pull off the like croissants from Gossip Girl that they're not eating and just eat it yourself. Because it's like all this waste. Like, no, I want to take this food. Um, Yeah, that 4K looked good. Even in a a shitty photo that you sent me, I was like, oh, my God, Michael Keaton looks great. (laughs) Uh, uh, So, I mean, not to say it was a shitty. It was just like, you know, it's just an iPhone like photo, whatever, random. And you were clearly high or something, but it was like, oh wow, that is like it pops. Yeah, it looks it looks great. It's a great TV. Five hundred bucks, Best Buy, Samsung 4K HD, seven series. Go so that, guys. so that's one of our our sponsors this week, Samsung. Are we already ready for our spon- our second sponsor? And then after yeah, that, we'll. Two episodes of uh, Filthy Rich, so I think we are ready for our second sponsor. Well, actually, well here before we before we go to our second sponsor. Aaron, uh, so like, do we give it, you know, on, on the scale of from zero to five buckets of fried chicken, what are we giving it? Oh, right now I give, I give it, I give it like a, I, I'm a four out of five right now. I'm going to keep watching. Wow. A four out of five. I feel like that's a really good review. I mean, yeah, I feel like I can keep white has it. It's, it's soapy. It's, I'm not thinking about anything except for food and money in New Orleans and Ah, the the danger of comfort, Aaron. The danger of yeah, comfort. Yeah, just for like an hour or two. You know? <laughs> it was like your your electric blanket. Okay. Um, I yeah, watch. It. It's fine. It hasn't it hasn't it hasn't ruined itself yet. So we'll see. Oh, I mean, yeah, it'll pretzel its way into oblivion. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not gonna watch it, but I hope the I hope the the people listening enjoy it, and I'll, I'll go. Some soapy stuff. This is it. Yeah, there you go. It's the soap of the moment. Is that is that accurate? Maybe I don't know. That's accurate. Um, and then accurate Andy. Is what we call accurate Andy. No, angular Andy. No, I don't know. Um, my one last thought on the on the five star scale. I, I don't like it because four out of five to me seems really really good, right? But if you actually that's eighty percent, like that's a B minus, which doesn't actually seem that good. But like. It just feels like with five letters or, you know, five numbers, there's just not enough wiggle room there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, it's, yeah, that's why it's like, it's not like for the two episodes I watched, you know, it's not 3.5, it was four. They're good two episodes. I mean, if you're going to watch episode three, I think four makes sense. Um, uh, like, yeah, a four out of five. Um, awesome. Okay, so we'll you'll, you'll get more filthy and more rich um, or rich and with filth. Of our ratings next time, too. <laughs> Let's see how many buckets of fried chicken it is next week. Um, all right, and now a message from our favorite sponsor, Anchor.fm. In- We're back. Inconceivable. Um, he says it. He says it in this movie. Oh, man. I was just like, whoa. I mean, he had to know that that was like. It's amazing that that was like a weird, I don't know, maybe he didn't know it was a reference to his movie. I mean, it's just a word that he used in it. Or maybe he had, wait, when did the book come out? Oh. Maybe he read the Princess Bride book and maybe that's. Oh, no, no, I don't, I don't think, you mean, you mean that that was a a reference to Princess Bride before he had become in in Princess Bride? No, I don't think so. Is your mind blown right now? I mean. It sounds like a, a circle uh, that I am not ready for. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, shit. I mean, it is 1973. Uh, but do we know if, like, it actually had the inconceivable thing in the book? 
anybody out there has read the book, please let us know. Uh, let's see. Let's see. We're doing some live Google. Uh, uh, I just did Inconceivable and Princess Bride book, and it, it didn't really... <laughs> It just it, it uh, linked me to the um, As You Wish book by Carrie Ellis. Uh, <laughs> um, is, there, is there a good uh, chapter on the crush about that in that book? The crush. What's the, what There's, do you mean? Oh, Alicia Silverstone. Classic. Oh. Um, I love this book. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, but I w- either way, I like the connection. So it sort of, it brought us, you know, the Where's Wallace is really working for us right here. And you, you, you were accurate. The friends call him Wally. Look at you. Uh, <laughs> look at, look at you. Well, uh, so informal. We're having a drink. We're having dinner. We got to say Wally, Wally, you know? I, I mean, everything else was so, well, it was very informal and very sort of loose and like, you know, we're, we're going to the deepest reaches of, you know, philosophy, uh, but yeah, you know, I think we need to, we need to let our guards down. We're, you know, we're Wally. We're not Wallace. Uh, I mean, Aaron, do you have a nickname? I mean, cause you said your new name is just Aaron. Um, I mean, Andy, I guess is a nickname. I mean, I'm, uh, but I'm, you know, Jan Drush, as we already said. Um, but like, no, no, no I mean, it, you know, when I, I've had women that are inebriated and they call me Aaron. I don't like that. Now, um, I had a dog. A dog? Hate that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, we've got to work on getting you uh... a. <laughs> it's just, it's just uh, Aaron. It's just Aaron. Yeah, it's not like anyone would call you Air, you know? It's like, what? Yeah. Um, I feel like I've actually seen that before, or like at least in text form, not with you, but like someone's like called, oh yeah, me and Air, like, and I think it was like a friend who, yeah. <laughs> girl it's e-r-i-n maybe i feel like you call her air air may maybe i've only seen it with the a-r-r or something or like no no a-a-r it was just like uh i don't know i think they forgot the rest of it i mean they're saving so much time i don't know we each only have two syllables like we're okay we got off easy yeah um even andrew andy it's still two syllables (laughs) it doesn't actually um, but let's, let's get into my dinner with Andre, uh, directed by Louis Mal, uh, yes. and yeah, 1981, as we said, and I mean, how much do you think I like this movie? Oh, I, 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 I 10 out of 10. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a great film. And then not only, like, I, I don't know, I think I've only maybe watched it three times that's a lot that's out of watch but i've listened to it like i'll have it on in the background while i'm doing laundry and stuff like i've listened to it because it's just you don't really you're just you just have to listen you're, you're sitting with them having this conversation i mean this is a conversation that i mean it's been sort of happening i think probably as long as we've been making well, art yeah, and no. making conversations because it's really i mean that's it's the same conversation over and over again, and but it's a but it's a really good one, and it actually, I mean, in 1981, I feel like maybe people watching it think these are just a couple of pretentious, you know, Upper East Side, you know. Well, art. I think I, I, I felt that watching it now. I mean, they are, but they're not wrong. Like, I mean, it's not a right or wrong thing because it's sort of like we're offering. No, it's not. Di- it's, not. It's, exactly, it's perception. It's all about the other. The 
person's perception and the way they see life. And it's sort of offering, well, multi, I would say at least two points of view in terms of life, but it's sort of also, I mean, it doesn't give any sort of easy answers because there aren't any, and that's what we, we know. There's not a, a trick to life that somehow Wallace Shawn is uncovered. Um, but there's a lot in here that are, you know, definitely these like nuggets that I like, I'm wrestling with myself daily. And then there's just sort of put in such an intelligent way. Um, but then, but yeah, it's sort of like, I, I, I'm Andre, I'm Wally in multiple different times in this movie. Um, I mean... I think we all are. I think all artists are. I think um, we're all Wally when we're, you know, we, we, we art and music is always think about when we're young and then as you get older, the bills pile up and we're that Wally. And then uh, hopefully you get lucky enough to be the Andre that you can go to Tibet. And not worry about your bills and, and, and be able to send money to your family. And you can be gone for a year and, and figure out who you are with people who don't speak English. But is is Andre lucky? I mean, he he I mean, he's not with his family that he purportedly loves for all this time. And like, you know, he mentioned that thing about the photograph where he like didn't even notice that actually his wife was sad in that photo. For like 30 years, he'd just been holding on to it. And he's just, and I, I think that to me shows a little bit of like just lack of, I mean, there's a lot, and I do this myself, right? That's like, you know, I'm going to Mexico, I'm doing these things on my own and I'm sort of leaving people behind. And I, but then, and it's all, it's, it's a selfish sort of thing to do, but it's also like, I, I'm doing it in a way to say sane and also sort of figure out, learn more about myself and learn more about the world, which I think is what and a lot of people aren't able to have that experience. So you are lucky. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, but it's also like Andre, I think himself acknowledges that he's sort of an asshole. Like, I mean, he, he's, he, he's uh, saying how the rules don't really apply to him. And I, I mean, that definitely comes into the like Upper East Side sort of, you know, these are just, these are very fortunate people. Although Wallace, I think we see that he's struggling, you know, and he certainly doesn't look happy, but you know, when he talks about the details, like those little small details where he's just with Debbie, right? That's his girlfriend. Like that to me speaks to, that is, that is as happy as one can be, right? It's just sort of that like, is, that is, um, that is, yeah, that's the base of a, a, a lovable life is, is, is having a shelter, someone to come home to and, and, and you know, be taken care of that, that you need that. And, and if you have any more than that, that's lucky because some people don't have that. Right. And it's, so I, I, I see Andre as a lucky person and maybe, and listen, maybe it didn't go well for him, but he had this, he got lucky enough to, to be set up enough to make these choices. And if it ruined his family, that, that's, that's the consequence of the choice he made. But he was able to make that choice. Some people aren't able to make that choice. And that's just how I see – that's just what I'm saying is he's lucky to be able to do that. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think also it's sort of you make your own luck though because I don't think he had too much – well, he clearly in this movie, Andre has more success and sort of more of a name and more of a career than Wallace does, Wally. Um so he he does sort of get these opportunities, but in a way, it also seems like he makes them. Like no one else but Andre is going to be doing all these insane things, and that sort of, in a way, creates his own. He's I mean he's creating his own adventure, like quite literally. But he's also sort of like, 
uh, I think there's some sort of manifestation going on. I mean, I have no idea how he just randomly is jumping, you know, bumping into a Japanese monk and then just like lives with him for six months. Like that's a character, but those people exist there. You know, we all have those people where it's just like, wait, you did what? Or like, wait, how did that happen? And it's just like, there are people that I think sometimes, well, I, I mean, what's Andre is doing is the thing that I catch myself doing all the time where he's, he's like almost obsessed with looking into greater meaning or inspiration in life and not appreciating necessarily the small things. But I think he does come back to those over and over again, or that's what he sort of learns in these beehives, uh, which God, I want to go to a beehive. Um, but do you want to host the beehive? That seems like a lot of pressure. Um, I, I feel like I would want to, well, if possible, I'd want to be a guest of a beehive first. And then, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, I think that's sort of what we, like our best episodes are kind of like that, just me and you. Um, but I mean, I think I've talked with that with friends too, of like the, like the desire to have a salon, to have these conversations and to be direct and sort of honest with each other. And like, I think that was the stuff that I really glommed onto about, you know, we're unable to be direct because people can't handle the truth. Right. Or they can't handle honesty or they're just like, like, uh, what I think, uh, Andre said, it's like, Oh, then that would mean us dropping our roles. You know, uh, if we're, if we're real, you know, and, you know, I think we're both, you know, I'm wandering green and you're the worst. Like those are our roles. Uh, and we sort of chose them for ourselves, but also have other people, I think, have chosen those for us at times, too. Um, and it's 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 sort of like this uh, cycle. Um, but, yeah, we're so used to not being able to be direct and honest with each other. So we just, yeah. we just ignore each other and, and pretty soon we just don't talk at all. Yeah. Or we take out or we, you know, the jokes that we make or the sort of frustrations that we have, those are speaking to the things that we're not actually able to say, which happens in every relationship. Um, and I think I, let's, let's, let's come back to this. I'm going to do it. Let's, I think we need to do a couple soft, uh, let's, let's ease in with a couple questions. Cause I'm, I'm Wallace, you know, I gotta, I got the questions relax me. Right. Uh, and, 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 you know, I, I don't know if I quite think of myself as a private investigator, but I do, I like asking questions. I like, uh, um, I think there's a, there's a notion, a little bit of control in there, right? Like I'm, I'm sort of trying to control the conversation or trying to direct it in some way. Um, but it's also sort of a way to get at something to, to, to deflect and not have to answer your own questions. That's true. So if you have any questions for me. Then absolutely, because yeah, we don't. Have to, it doesn't have to be an Andy's and answers or whatever the <laughs> our, our, our news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but let's let's let's. I'm gonna first let's let's start with the Autumn Sonata, like uh, Ingmar Bil- B- uh, Bergman line that makes Andre sob here. So I could always live in my art, but never in my life. What? How does that hit your ear? And what did you think when uh, when you heard that? I. I almost started to sob on the street. <laughs> you just wanted to go outside. Yeah, I just want to like be seen. Just like I feel like if you sob on the street in New York, no one's gonna fucking stop you or say anything. But apparently, he just got. It's a small island. Like his friend saw him. Like, come on. <laughs> no, I mean that line to me says it's it, it it you can say who you are in your art because you can't say it to the person's face. 
That's what it. I mean, you can be who you are in your art. You can, you can, as 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 the great uh, Joey Potter once put it, um, you're a writer. You can live your life twice. So some people aren't able to be themselves. They're scared to be themselves, and, and they let it out in their art. And they were either able to live better in their art and see themselves better and show the world a better themselves in their art. I, yeah, no, I think that's accurate. I think, I mean, I think that's definitely what Ingmar was speaking to that. I mean, he, he is able to live more honestly and more himself in film than he was in real life. And, and I think that's probably the same for like someone like Kubrick or, you know, the, the true greats or, I mean, even, you know, even Spielberg. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's sort of, cause they, they sort of create their own reality rather than live in the reality that is their life. Right. Um, and I think we, we all do that. And to me, I was sort of, I was wondering what that sent. I don't think that sentence is, is exactly me because like I think when I'm at my best, it is actually when I'm in my life, not in my art. And I guess that is sort of maybe what Ingmar is speaking to, the sort of sadness of that. But to me, it's like sometimes I feel like I could always live in movies themselves. And then when I'm outside, like like when I'm in my dinner with Andre, that's like the best thing experience I can have, right? Like when I'm in, I'm writing notes, I'm, I'm listening, I'm, I'm going out like other universes and writing, like making connections in my brain. But then when it's over, picking up the pieces is the hard part and trying to, you know, and I think I, that's what the podcast does is, is practicing sort of trying to work out my feelings about either Gossip Girl, My Dinner with Andre, Eloise, whatever the fuck we're watching. Um, but it's also like, when it comes to me picking up the pen to, to sort of write my own My Dinner with Andre or whatever it is that I'm working on, that's, that isn't easy for me. I, I, wish, I wish I could live in my art more easily than I can. And I think it's because I have a, tr- I have a hard time being honest. It's in, a, in a way, it feels the same way as like I, it's hard for me to be a direct in real life because to me there's no separation. When I'm writing, the best writing is that, right? Uh, it's like what Wally said, like when he's writing his plays, that's when he's brushing up against reality. Uh, or maybe Andre says that. Um, yeah, because I, I think as the writer, you have to live in your art. I mean, if you don't live in it, you're, you're almost this outside. It's a balance. It's a balance because you, you yes. want to be a spectator of your art, but you want to be in it because if you're in it, art also starts controlling you. You need to be controlled and control of the art. Because if you're not, it, 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 it can it can be a lot. It can, it can, the art can overtake you and you, you know, you end up Heath Ledger? Is that like what, sort of what you mean? Um, yeah, I mean, yes, the, the art, yeah. If you're too deep in it, I mean, you, you, you forget everything. You're lost in it. You forget I, as a writer, I mean, I, I think being too deep in it, you just you just keep going and you forget to make choices, and you're just letting these characters grow, and you're just writing it and writing and writing because you, you're in these characters, you're in this world, but it, it's not all great. But and that's that's where you have to stop yourself and say, okay, you got to make these choices, what to take out, what doesn't work. But sometimes you have to let it overtake you. It's it's balance. Everything in moderation, Andrew. I think that's accurate. Um, okay, uh, let's see. 
Um, so if, if Grotowski comes to you and says you can have whatever you want for like to make to like to have a class, what would you ask for? This is a hard prompt, but like if, if but like, and I didn't think about this beforehand. I just like knew it was a question I wanted to ask. Say 10. I would have thought you'd still want 40 Jewish women. I mean, I'm going to say 10 <laughs> Jewish women. Like, <laughs> too many. Like, and, you know, it's like, just give me 10 women that don't speak English. I don't know. It's really, you know. Uh, um, but let, let's not be gross. You, you, we, we're learning, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, I, I don't know. Um, what would I want? Um, I mean, I think... Yeah, I think the more ridiculous, the better, right? Like, that's the whole point. Andre said something that he didn't think could happen because he was yeah, just sort of like... Koski manifested it somehow. Uh, no, give me give me an a ocean view, a, a, a house on the beach. Okay. You know, a giant, you know, give me an ocean view. Almost kind of like, I want like an outside of like a, an, an open area house of, of like where Iron Man lives. All right, we're on that cliff, but it's like open. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So on the, on the coast, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's open. Um, you know, give me, give me, give me ten women that, 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 you know, uh, what am I teaching here? I'm teaching improv, we're teaching improv. That are, you know, are, are, are in love with improv, but, but they haven't found their, their niche in improv yet. And so they 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 want to get more into it. They want to they want to do better, and and they're hungry for it. And then I also need, you know, an in and out truck. <laughs> I thought you were gonna fried chicken, like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we haven't got to like. I need a definitely a bar and a smoker, so we can smoke some brisket. I know Andy's one wants some brisket when he comes. Oh, am I am I am I in this class too? There's ten women in me. Bar. Okay. Uh, Sounds fun. Um, yeah. All right. I think it's all I do. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. I don't think. Let me see. I don't know if I, mine would be like a specific sort of. Cla- I think I think the class or the goal would be sort of what this movie is, which is. How can we live better? How can we be alive? How can we, uh, yeah, ba- basically, how can we wake up, right? And I mean, they say that like, um, yeah, I, I hear you, Andy. I hear you. But if we're asking this in nineteen eighty one, and we're asking it now, why don't we just stop asking? Let's just have at it, have fun, and live on the beach with an outrigger. Well, no, no, no. I mean. Uh, well, right, but I mean, we have to. I mean, we have to keep asking it, or I mean, we have to start doing something, obviously. But we don't. It's like hard to manifest it without asking these questions, right? Like, uh, I don't. You know, I ask the questions because I don't know the answers. Uh, and I, neither. Uh, right, exactly. But I think that's sort of like. I mean, for me, it was like you know, I, I like the idea, and this is a very Andy thing of just like I don't think it. It would just be man or woman, whatever it is. I, I would love like one person from each country, uh, but not in the world. That's so many. So maybe one from each continent. That would be not very many, but that's, you know, maybe that would be good. And yeah, then, that's easy. 
we start at like a base camp. Not like I don't want to go to Everest because they talk about Everest and that's too much. But like I just like I like going on some sort of like a a weekend hike or like a, a backpacking thing where you'd actually have to like camp. Um, I think we would need we would need some some alcohol. I think, but I, we we'd obviously need supplies. Um, and I, but I don't think there would be any sort of plan besides, you know, having food, drink, and then sort of a vague destination, but I would want it to be like, no one has ever been there before. Um, and maybe there's no maps, uh, or anything like that. No phones. Uh, it sounds like we'd all get murdered. Who knows? Uh, no, I think it's, yeah, it's, 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 it is, we're just, we're, we, that we, we it's, we're Wallace and Andre. We have two different classes. And we're perceiving like two two differently. We're seeing it differently. I see it in four K now, and it's completely different. <laughs> um, much clearer. And and I think we're both living life, but we're both living the life we want. You're you there, and it's there is no more reality than in Malibu with an app truck than there is in, oh. in the fort. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't saying that my class was better or anything. I was just saying that would be my class and oh, that was no, your class. No, no, no. Yeah, 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 That's what I'm saying. That's how, like, the movie connects to these con- this, this conversation that is it's just about perception of life and reality. And when they, when you know, when they talk about, you know, when Wallace says, what's, you know, I can see the same amount of life in the cigar store, he's, he's being right. Life yeah. is everything. It's just, it's what, what your experiences are that makes it life. And well, it's the experiences you want. So if you, if you, if you are tired of the cigar store and you, you want more, then you go to Empress. Right. Well, and, and I think that was a very telling thing when they're talking about the cigar store. Cause I mean, the movie itself is basically the cigar store, right? Like this is the most bare bones yeah. movie you can make. It was just two guys. And then the, the old guy, which was great. The like blinking old man waiter. Yeah. Uh, but like it's just them and 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 this was they were this is their cigar store and and like basically all you need is a backboard to have these conversations i mean you really don't even need that um but it helps to have this is a stage play that they got lucky enough to to film right and it definitely yeah i mean it's a two person you know just a two two hander you can it's totally like probably no different during this than the stage play um but yeah, it is. Uh, except for they had a script. I'm assuming. I think there's some improvisation in. Yeah, there has to be. But like, I they, they yeah. Together. Yeah, I, I did read that if they if if they well I think they're both probably too old now, but maybe not. Um, that if they ever did another re, like if they d- remade it, they would switch the roles. Yeah, I would see it again. I would see it on, on stage. Oh, I would love to see it on stage. I think, I mean, I would just love to see Wallace Shawn, like, in his element. Because that's clearly, this is, that is his element. Stage is his home, right? Um, And it's sort of very weird to see him do this, which is, like, the first thing that, like, this is what launched his career, right? Um, And and was his big breakout thing. And then to know that, in you know, in 30 years he's on Gossip Girl. And it's sort of like... That like Gossip Girl felt a little bit like that. That was his electric blanket, or like what you know, you got, got a little lost there, right? It's not not. I mean, I guess I'm being judgmental to Gossip Girl, but I mean, it's. What do you mean? You get lost? I mean, he's an actor, right? You know, and, and, That's I guess, true. I he's gone on 
on, he's on Young Sheldon now. Oh Lord. Right, but I mean, it, it's sort of like, I mean, it's talking about like what they're, you know, they're talking about art a lot, and it, there's sort of those those shows or, you know, movies or plays that keep us asleep, or that make us more comfortable while we're asleep, and I would say that Young Sheldon is definitely one yeah, of those. It's really, yeah, it's really, you can take it down easily, you know, while you're in the waiting room VR. It's fine, it's a fine, fine little show, but it, 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 it affords him the lifestyle he, he's accustomed to, and his family's accustomed to. And that's why he keeps working at 75 and he likes to work. Well, right. He likes to work. I just, I guess, I don't know. To me, it doesn't seem like a challenge, right? And I guess maybe that's not what he's looking for. Um, uh, he also, uh, he's got the new Woody Allen movie that no one's ever going to see because it might well come out. Um, so he's just works. You know, he's a, I, and for like character actors don't get a lot of work. So I don't think he's going to say no. But I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's it's interesting that he actually sort of became more known as an actor than a playwright, right? And I think, yes, they're not exactly these characters, and they said that, you know, outside of the movie. But I think I think it was accurate when he made this movie. He was a playwright more yeah. than a uh, than an actor, and it's sort of it's fun, like. Uh, so I mean, but it's also I mean I'm sure he would never he wouldn't question the journey that he's gone on I mean he his voice his charisma it's sort of it's unique. You do follow the fawn in the forest, and I guess that fawn is leading him to young Sheldon, which to me <laughs> is kind of a bummer, but that's okay. Um, Not like, to his bank account. Not to his trips to Tibet to find himself. Well. Well, yeah, I guess that's the thing. It's, I mean, I know we have, we have different sort of goals in, in mind in terms of why we're, you know, we want to write or, or, or even sort of be in the arts in, in general. To me, I, I, it has nothing to do with money. And, I, and I, I don't, and I say that now, you know, it's easy to get lost along the way, right? Um, it but, have to be about money. It's not about the, it's about the freedom. It's about the being lucky enough. That's what all money does for you is give you freedom. It's not giving them happiness or anything. It gives you the freedom to pursue happiness. Uh, and so wants to keep like, finding answers and looking for answers and, and taking time off to do that. He's going to do Young Sheldon for a season and, you know, make some money. I, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I have a, like, okay, let's see. Let's take a like, take a a little detour now. To the Little Prince, all right. Have yeah. you have you read the book? No, I don't know. Uh, I haven't I haven't read the book, but I've seen an animated movie, and there's another like French Criterion film that I want like version of it that I am excited to see. But it's Lily's like favorite book. Um, so she has a, only a French. She only has a French comp. Say that again. Andre didn't like it. He must have been. She must have been offended by Andre. <laughs> She was not. Uh, uh, well, and Andre. Well, Andre actually came to love it, except for he thought that there was like a little bit of a hidden like Nazi thing in there, right? That's sort of what he was saying, uh, which is funny. Um, but I thought let's do what they do in in or what he did in my dinner with Andre, where he sort of opens a magazine to a random page and reads from it and 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 see if there's any meaning there, right? Um, so I found this online. 
Give me a number between 1 and 68, Aaron. Okay, 49, let's do this. Wait. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So 49 itself is an image. It was just an image of the little pr- <laughs> of, of the little prince sort of laying in the grass. Um, his feet were up, and he's just sort of looking at the the flowers. And I'm going to read the, the sort of two paragraphs before that. Uh, I thought that I was rich with a flower that was unique in all the world, and all I had was a common rose, a common rose and three volcanoes that came up to my knees, and one of them perhaps extinct forever. That doesn't make me a very great prince. And he lay down in the grass and cried. So, interesting. Uh, I I see that as he was this prince to everyone, and then just like everyone else who grows up, they go out into the world and realize everybody is good at something, and so they get angry for a little bit, but you got to figure out what you're good at and keep going. Right, he sort of learned that the world's a lot bigger than him. Um, Yeah. And same thing happened to Brandon when he when they uh, graduated from West Beverly and went to CU. He found out everybody was just as good as he was, and you know everybody else led Donna Martin graduates uh, at their schools, and he realized he had to figure something out. You have to, yeah, you you have to be, you have to grow up. You have, you have to grow up, and you have to follow your fawn. So what is, what is your fawn, Aaron? Like what, you know, they talk about like being truly alive and like what connects you to everything. Like what, is there something, like when I say what makes you truly alive, like do you, ha- is there an answer to that? I know that's like a very, like a biblical no, question. No, at the moment, no. At the moment, no. I, I no, as, I, as you figured out, I am going through emotions. So no, I am not. <laughs> as I figured out. Uh... Well, I mean, I think we all are going through the motions. That's the whole point of this movie. And that's, to me, I think the most insightful thing. I mean, it's not anything new. We all sort of know that we, well, I don't know if we all know. Most people sort of reject the idea that we're all in like this sort of group trance. I mean, when he's talking about going into a, a beehive and having this group trance and how we can one second be Hitler youth and one second be sort of free love or whatever. I mean, that's on, like, he's talking, like, that extends to right now or it extends to the whole world right like we're all in sort of this group fucking trance and it's really hard to get out of um it's really hard to sort of break from what we've been doing and a lot of people wouldn't want to because you know they have money they're on young sheldon or whatever um but there are other people that would kill to be on young sheldon or will never be seen to be on young sheldon right and 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 for no fault of their own um and i'm not saying that's because we're Right. There's not. There's no such thing as a utopia where there's complete equality or there's complete, uh, you know, opportunity equal e- opportunity for everyone. Um, but I think we could all hope for a world where it's a little bit more even. Um, yeah. Yeah, we could. We could all hope for a better world. Heal the world. Make it a better place for you and for me. 
and the entire human race. There we go. Um, let's see. Well, I'm trying right, to think. Here, what do you order? Well, what you, I'm going to ask you a question. What's your order when you're going through with Andre? <laughs> I mean, I, the, I, I knew I wouldn't order the quail because, you know, I, would, I, I, I had the same thing when I ordered quail for the first time. I was like, oh, it's so fucking small. You know, there's not enough meat. Um, I, okay, but I think he ordered it. It was a safety choice because it's like chicken. And he's obviously didn't know the French menu at all. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, and in part of me also just sort of in that, in this scenario, you want to mirror Andre. It's sort of like improv, right? Where it's sort of like you're yes anding in a way. So it's like, oh yeah, I'll get that in an amaretto, like down or like, oh, I want the espresso cause he's having it, but then I'll get the amaretto. And that's, and that makes sense to me in that scenario. Maybe I would just do whatever Andre did. I think if it was just me, I think I would, um, I, I'm sure there was probably like a duck on the menu. You know, oh, yeah. I think I would go duck or if, if maybe there was even goose, um, I might go there or something, you know, I guess something heavy and rich to like counteract the like, I, I, you know, there's going to be Andre talking for hours, right? Like I need to have a full yeah. stomach. I, I also want something to do when I like have to pretend to think and, and pretend to come up with something to say smart back. Um, so I want more to chew on than a quail. Um, but I think I probably would be like them and not order dessert because I feel like, especially when they're talking about like, I mean, just what they're talking about. And then if they just be like gluttons and get dessert, although, you know, I love a good dessert. Um, yeah, but I mean, the amaretto is a sweet it's a dessert. dessert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an, a nice aperitif thing. Um, well, I, I like duck option. I was, I was thinking duck too. I like the duck. Yeah, duck, like duck. Duck is sort of the go-to if it's on a menu for me, I think. Uh, and a lot of times they don't give you enough duck because it is sort of a, a high class item, uh, but it's just it's very tasty. Um, I don't know if that, that the, the fish pate didn't sound too good to me either. No, I'm not. I haven't. I haven't had too much pate in my life where the where like I'm like used to it or like crave it or want it. You know, it's this. Uh, I think that's. But I I think. Well, if Andre ordered it, I would try it, or like I would, I would probably match him in that scenario because I don't, I don't want to, I want to seem like I'm the guy who eats pate, I think. But I guess that see that's the role, right? Like I'm pretending. Um, yeah, you're pretending, and then I think Wally was being himself and realized there's no bones in the pate. He didn't want it. <laughs> there bones in pate, Wally. What does that even make? Like, wouldn't you want it without bones? Like he wanted it with bones. Like, that sounds terrible. Like, no one wants bones when they're, like, you know, chewing through something. Like, you like bones when it's, like, yeah, like a quail or a chicken wing or whatever. Like, you know where the wing is or you know where the bone is at that point. But, like, if it's in, like, you know, pate is, like, a fucking square or a circle. Like, you don't want to, like, have to take a bite and then not know it's there, you know? That's always... When I was a kid, I... I Sometimes, like, I, I always liked fish, but that was always my... And I guess that's what he's asking. But it was always... Yeah, I didn't that always pissed me off when I would take a bite, like right when I'm in it, you know, like I'm in it, I'm enjoying the salmon and then, oh, there's a fucking bone and I have to like deal with that. It's the worst. But, but that potato soup sounded kind of good. I like a good cheddar baked potato soup. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it was, it seemed like a nice soup night, you know, New York, it was a little cold um, and it'll help coat your stomach while you're waiting for the entree. The Andre entree. Uh, I don't know, something. Um... Yeah, 
I like that. Um, do you have any other any other questions for me? That's all I got now. That's all. You, um, yeah. Well, I'm. Let me see. I have a couple more, but I, I was I was trying to think of if like you know, what makes me feel truly alive. And I mean, I guess I'm an asshole if I don't say Lily, right? Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that is true. I mean, this and it's not necessarily just her or the idea of her or whatever, but it's, it's just that, that when you, when you are with someone and you do feel, when you don't feel alone, that is when it's, it feels truly alive. Um, but I also, yeah, someone else, it's good to have someone else who also, who helps lift you up. You lift each other up, your partners. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. You be there for each other. It's nice that's what, that, yeah, makes you feel alive. Um, let's see. Okay. So, Escape before it's too late, Andre tells us. And we know, well, I guess I know that your dad has, has talked about moving. Um, and actually, I don't think we don't, we, but I was going to say, Elle and I have been talking about moving a lot, even before the fires. And I was just wondering if that's been a conversation for you, if you've thought about moving like at all or or I mean I I feel like you're a ride or die valley guy for life but I was just wondering where like how that hits you I mean well it depends it depends how the state keeps going because yeah I mean yeah I think about I do think about moving because the state is just falling apart you know it's not it's not what it used to be it's just it's it's, uh, it's getting too expensive maybe maybe Nevada it's, it's cheaper you know sunnier Sunnier. Sunnier. <laughs> you still dream of Iowa? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. I think that that's my Tibet, or I could just go into the cornfield and and with my forty Jewish women, and, and you know, <laughs> and, you know, and uh, play baseball. That's that, and, and just try to find myself there. Just try to find inner peace. Is that what we're all trying to do? Yeah, but I mean, I've I mean, I've tried that. You're like you're uh, in terms of going other places. You bring yourself along. That's the unfortunate part about travel. Uh, so you know, but it does help to have less distractions, right? And I think California has one of the most like highest level of distractions. And sometimes that's a good way, right? There's a lot of things to do here. That a lot of fun things to do. A lot of opportunities, but. It's so expensive, as you said, and I think it's just not sustainable. Like, I'm, I know we're not alone in having this conversation. I think everyone is like, you know, because, I mean, the state is burning as we speak, but also, like, you know, it's only, there's just so few places where we can actually safely build or live, and then it's like, or, or you don't want to move to a place that could just, yeah, your house could be burned, and you have to evacuate, and then, like, I, it, it boggles my mind that people would then build their house in the same spot because it's like nothing this is not a blip this is this is a trend a very unfortunate trend it's probably only gonna get worse unless we can you know make some changes um but in a way it's sort of uh it makes me think of what andre was talking about with sort of the comfort and the danger of comfort and talking about how we don't feel seasons anymore and you know i just like was staring at our ac going as i'm watching the movie (laughs) And, and i'm just like and that's the electric blanket of la and and it's, you know, it's, it's untenable without it. Right. And, and, and it's t- horrible and there's nothing weak or bad about having AC, but there's something primal about feeling those seasons. Right. And also 
you know, I think there's something unnatural about the number of people that are in California. There's just too many because we've made it so we can all live here safely with AC and all the other various uh, technological advancements. But if we all actually lived sort of more uniformly across the world, which, you know, people don't want to do because people want to live on the coast or live in these places, but like that would, I think, ease the burden on the environment, right? And it also would just maybe, I don't know, like I sort of miss, I certainly miss seasons, but like um, I remember, you know, whenever I talked to Lily about moving somewhere that's cold, she always says, like, oh, but it's going to be cold. And to me, my response, this is the hopeful Andy response, is like, but doesn't that mean there's more opportunities to get warm? You know, like that means, you know, what's better than getting cozy? No. No. Like, what do you... What do you mean? Like, like get, I mean, and, and I mean like a blanket, like I've never needed a blanket in LA. Like it's like, a, it's a nice, like have a nice warm egg, like a hot chocolate at night. Like that's not a thing. Like there's just, there's more, I don't know. I mean, I know it's cheesy, but I, I don't know. But I get it. I hear what you're saying, but like, it's cold. <laughs> But that's also the way, you know, people lived for like millions of, or not millions, like. <laughs> but we, we, have, we have the technological advance not to live that way anymore. Like, like where, like where, where have you proposed to move? What, what whole place? Oh, I mean, I, I mean, I think, you know, somewhere in Canada would be nice or, or, or like maybe Montana or, you know, I, I want somewhere with some, you know. Oh yeah, I was actually going to say South Dakota. For, like randomly, that that comes to mind. I don't know if it's because of Deadwood or something, but um, but yeah, the Dakotas. Like, or I mean, Colorado. I think has, I mean, has more people, but there are probably places in Colorado. Maybe even Wyoming. I don't know. Ooh, Wyoming sounds nice. Yeah. I, yeah, it's just there's just too many people in LA and California. Well, and I think there's sort of a little fantasy. I mean, there's a fantasy world within the fantasy world here in LA, certainly. Um, but it's sort of this idea that like, there's, I think it's a myth now, or you think it's, it, or at least it's becoming, it's, I think the, tr- that's the trend that I see with zoom and how COVID has changed the world. Uh, I, I think some of that's going to linger, but like, I think there was this myth that you can only live in N- New York or LA to like make it or to like, you know, be in film and TV. And I don't think that's the case anymore. I mean, we already have Vancouver and Atlanta as huge hubs, but also it's just like, you know, you and I can do this podcast. Like if I'm in South Dakota, nothing changes. Right. And then, um, but like also I can make, you know, I can actually probably afford to live in South Dakota and maybe make my own movie, you know, if I'm like actually afford to live there, you know, uh, or, you know, you sort of make our own luck. Like what we're saying, we can sort of follow, it might be easier to follow the Andre path if we're not all stuck, you know, breathing smog in LA. Find your freedom. Um, okay, one last one. Uh, let's see. How are we, how are we doing, Aaron? Right, have you had have you had enough of me? Not yet. The not not yet. All right. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think this is the this is the last question. This is the last question, and we and we might I we might want to cut it. I don't know. Um, but. I, I've been meaning to ask you this since since the boys live tweet. There's one of your tweets that I wanted to follow up on, and because and, it was like I felt like it was the most honest one that you made. 
Um, and it was, it was, do you, do you, do you have an idea of which one I'm going to say? Oh, I don't know. No. Okay. It was that you, it, it was in, in response to, you know, Chase Crawford in the deep basically going and hitting rock bottom. And, and then you tweeted that you just wanted to hit rock bottom, but no one would let you. So, yeah, I just, what is that, like, to me that felt very honest, right? Like, that you want to, like, in a way, I feel like you glorify whatever this mythical bottom is, right? Like, I mean, the last weekend or whatever it is, but, like, what do you, do you mind, like, what do you mean by that? What do I mean by that? I mean by whatever your rock bottom is, because to, to get back to it, you got to hit bottom to get back to the top. I just haven't hit bottom yet. And no one's letting me. No one's letting me hit bottom. But who... So, so who's... Friends, my family. You know, you're, you've got me tied to this podcast until January. I... You're into this podcast just as much as me, buddy. Uh, you, you've been you've been working, so I mean, but I can I can release that. Uh, like, what what do you like? I don't like. What do you mean by hit rock bottom though? Like, do you just mean like get shit faced or like you know get arrested or like you know if or or do you just need like just right? That's the thing. I don't know. Do you think? Is it people or is it like? Because I I mean I feel that too sometimes. Like cause I I you know I'm Mister Positivity way too often and it's because I'm too afraid to be to wallow in in the negativity in the depression and I think that the only like the two times that I've actually done that during this quarantine I have sort of had that bounce back right I was like oh my god I I can breathe again uh you know I sort of just sobbed out my you know my eyes out like for the first time in years like that to me felt like a mini rock bottom um is that like sort of like that I mean yeah because I just you know I, I i can't i can't hit rock bottom because i have responsibilities so well i mean that's sort of the same that's sort of like uh, that is sort of what they're talking about right in dinner yeah. with andre about like Where sort of have, I, I you need that that moment of where everything just goes haywire and then you can put it back together but you still need that haywire moment whatever that is Otherwise, you are just going through the motions, and you, you're just trying along. Ha! Let me see. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think I, I agree with that, and I think, I think there is sort of like people feel like, okay, I can't, I can't hit rock bottom, or I can't, you know, be depressed, or I can't feel sad right now because people are counting on me, or because I have to put on the brave face, or you know, the, the million different. It's just like, it's just like when uh, Starlight's in the bathroom. Wiping your mascara off. You just gotta wipe it off and keep going. Right. And Babe says, "Don't let him see you like that." And that's just the way life is. And we have this podcast that we can talk about it. And we just gotta keep going. But like, wipe off the mascara. But it, But aren't we saying? Isn't wasn't what we like prefaced with saying that you know maybe. Well, like what we're hopefully doing is actually sharing those moments of the mascara, right? sharing those moments rather than doing that before the pod and being like, Hey, we're, you know, we're, we're awesome. Look at us. Um, and then, you know, off the, off the air, you know, wipe down that mascara again. Um, cause it isn't that, isn't that what we're saying? Like that we sort of, we actually want to be able to take off the mascara, you know, or, or, or reveal that we are crying. I mean, or, or, or whatever it is, or are we, are we not there yet? Or, or, or is this not the right, 
I mean, I think we've but sort of been, yeah. The things everybody knows how you, how you already feel. So they already know how I feel. So they're not letting me hit rock. They don't want me to hit rock bottom because they already know how I feel. So they're not trying. They don't want that to happen. But it needs to happen. Are you, are you waiting for permission for someone to hit rock bottom? No, just when we take some time off. <laughs> but like, is that just like a classic, like Aaron break? Like that doesn't like you've done that. Is that rock bottom? No, I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. This is, but this is classic Andy. Of course, like I'm somehow trying to help you hit rock bottom. <laughs> oh, and three in my fantasy. Oof. I, I really don't want to do fantasy anymore. I didn't want to do this season. I don't think I'll ever win. <laughs> All right. So I'm just doing it to do it because all my friends want me to do it. You know? It's life, man. It is what it is. But you don't have to. I guess, I don't know. I mean, that's... I like, have nobody's invited me to a forest yet. I mean, but I think I think we have to create the forest. Yeah, you have to create the forest. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm creating the forest. All right, we're finding the fawn. We can find the fawn and follow the fawn. And don't worry because we can still zoom in the forest. Right? Oh, and well, and, and I'm not worried. I guess I, you know, I, I, I'm sort of like saying, like, I, I guess it's sort of weird to encourage a rock bottom, but I, I sort of feel like if that's everybody what you, needs, everybody needs a rock. You have to hit bottom to come back up. You just you need that bounce back, man. And if you're just at an even keel, you know, it's just it's. Well, it's a lie. Um, you want you want a, a, you know you want to. As she said, you want to feel the fire. Ooh, yeah. Try the, but I, but it's also sort of dangerous to like, feel like you have to hit rock bottom to be good, right? That's that's like that's a that's an unhealthy lifestyle that you're promising yourself for, right? Like, I mean, it's it's probably realistic. Like, we're not always going to be perfect or whatever. We're not going to just like sail up. But it's sort of like, uh, you know, that's a narrative that you're creating, right? Of like, and and I and I've done this for myself too. Of like, oh, I have to feel shitty before I can feel good. Or, or, or whatever it is, where it's sort of like, I have to do whatever. It gets worse before it gets better. But, like, how much worse can it get? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's what we're just trying to figure out. We're just going to see what happens. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess. Well, I guess. You know, I we'll just see what happens. That's yeah. life. You know, it's, it, it, it's like he said to Marty, your future hasn't happened yet. You can still make it what it is, what you want it to be. That was the point of that trilogy. I, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Um, I guess, yeah, I, um, I think maybe, well, I mean, I guess we'll see, we'll see where your rock bottom happens or takes up, uh, but I guess. Uh, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess this was, this was me saying like, feel free to share in here or just with me or, but also don't feel like, I mean, you just said that this, basically this podcast was an obligation and I, I don't want it to be an obligation for either of us. Like that's, that's when we are just going through the motions. Um, and I think sometimes we do that, but also I think we're doing my dinner with Andre, like we're doing weird shit. Um, so, so yeah, I think that's, uh. I mean, I think that is sort of a back and forth that we've been balancing for however, how long has it been? Five, five years. Um, or is it five years? Jesus. No, five years. Just for five years, yeah. Oof. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Happy uh, anniversary, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
I heard anniversary first year is paper actually because it's my sister's one year. Um, but yeah, I don't know five. I'll have to start learning that stuff. Um, but but all right. I th- We're here, man. It's life. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, and but I think I think twenty twenty has taught us that it's really hard to live it sometimes. Uh, no, no, I, no. Buffy taught us that. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's all there. You know, well, I'm glad I shared Buffy with you. Are you, you so you're starting that back up? No, no. Oh. No, uh, that was just your that was just your TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um. Once more with feeling. All right. Um, XOXO. Oh man, no, we need to do our we need to do our our, our damn social stuff. Wait, do I need to write an outro? No, it's just it's just so much better like like to just do it without it. But like this is this is the going through the motions part for me. Like this is the like oh okay everyone please. Yeah, we have to do that. Yeah, we got yeah, yeah, yeah. we got to Yeah. So everyone listening and that's gone through this journey here, rate and subscribe us on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. We are pretty much across the board now. Uh, find Aaron and I on Twitter and Instagram. Aaron is at the worst. That is W U R S S T. That's across the board. Also, don't forget uh, my new podcast is out as of this episode, probably. So Ooh. Odd, and the first episode is your favorite gossip guy Andy and me talking movies and food. Check it out. Oh, it's 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 your favorite gossip guys. Um, what 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 movie are we watching? Oh, the American President. Just in time for election season. And what uh what are we eating? Grandma's blueberry cheesecake. Ooh, and uh, God, I Where think are it's you, Andy? I think it's about time to eat another round of that. Oh man. Uh, I am at Wandering Green, Green with an E at the end. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you might find me melting outside, going on walks now that I can breathe again. Um, and yeah, email us at gossipguyspodcast at gmail.com. And, you know, tell us about your rock bottoms or don't. Uh, and uh, hey, give me some ideas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, and uh, tell us what your fun is. Uh, or, you know, um, what you've been thinking about. What What's the light at the end of the tunnel for 2020 for you guys? For us, it's sometimes this podcast. Sometimes it's not. Uh, and I feel like we I feel like we live that in this episode, 70 minutes of up and down. Uh, it was just like, I feel like it was the same amount. You know, it's now time for that amaretto. But uh, or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that. I think I've deserved this taxi, as Wallace said. Um, so <laughs> next week, we are returning with The Boys. We are finishing up season two of the boys, so we're getting a. We're still chasing that summer. It's still hundred degrees over here, so it hasn't changed. Yeah, still uh, summer still, but that's. I think that's the last of chasing, right? That's the last of it. Yeah, then we're retiring from Chase uh, until he makes a new movie, I guess. Um, but maybe even not even then. Uh, but I'm excited for the boys and excited to talk about it with you, Aaron. And until next time, XOXO, Gossip Guys. Yandrush! Yeah.